culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I'm back again like I promised you last week. And I promise I'll be back next week too. We are right in time for Halloween I'm excited because I think I have two party animals that are going to be killing it this weekend. First up on today's show, I have back on uh, to co-host with me, Ben Begley. Hey, how's it going? Actor, comedian. I'll take it. With a new movie coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it's a horror comedy, so it's appropriate for Halloween. It's a little bit of horror. Not a horror. Horror. <laughs> horror. I, I, say, I say horror comedy. <laughs> Just to be clear, it's not horrors that are that are funny. Uh, well, we see a lot of those on Halloween. Hey, you do, especially on Santa Monica Boulevard and the Block Party. <laughs> There's a lot of funny horrors. Uh, but it's called The Funhouse Massacre, and it's coming out in select AMC theaters on November 13th, so Friday the 13th. We're getting a, a national select rollout, and then if it does well, so go see it opening weekend so we can stay in theaters <laughs> and make us equal. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can go, I give him the pitch? Go pay you want Ben's the pitch? bills. Yeah. It's basically six, maniac, six maniacs uh, escape from an asylum and descend upon a funhouse based on their crimes. And they take it over slowly so that people think it's all part of the show until it's too late. And then they all get trapped in. Oh, that's fun. And it's a bloodbath. But so are, you one, of those, are you one of those people? I play the dopey deputy. I'm deputy oh. Doyle. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. My wife and I <laughs> co-wrote it together, Renee Dorian, and uh, my buddy Andy Palmer directed it. and. Warner Davis produced it. It's good stuff. My Uber driver today actually knew you. What? Or said he kind of knew you. What was his name? Adam? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I have a few friends you... now that are Uber drivers. Well, I don't know if he's friends with you, but he said he's he might have done a show with you. Maybe. I want. I got to find his last name. You'll have to look it up on your... I don't know if Uber gives you last names. Oh, I wonder Maybe. if there's a way you can contact your Uber driver. I you wonder if there's te- a way I can yeah. contact text him. him and be like, hey. "Oh wait, he texts me." Oh, okay. There you go. We'll figure this out after the show. Yeah. But first, let's welcome our our guest tonight. Um, his name is Rich Redman, and he is an influential uh, touring recording drummer percussionist based in Nashville, Tennessee, and out of LA. But he's not in LA this weekend or right now as we record this podcast. He's versatile. Hopefully, I don't know if that means sexually. We'll talk to him about that in a bit. <laughs> Uh, dynamic and rock so- and a rock solid rock solid at drumming, and he is the sound behind many of today's top talents. Rich has recorded seventeen number one singles with over seven million albums sold and well over thirteen million single downloads. Wow. Damn! Please welcome Rich Redman. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Wow. How, how I feel are like you? you are so much cooler than me, Rich. No, <laughs> you know what? 
the funny thing is, is that, that, you know, like we always want with, you know, athletes and actors always want to be musicians and musicians want to be actors and athletes. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's so crazy. I've been, you know, I've been playing drums since like dinosaurs roam the earth and, uh, you know, it's great. It's, it's, it's a great way to impact people and change people's lives. It's my calling. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I, I like to be a funny man and I'm trying to do fun things. Like I'm trying to break into acting and doing, I have a voiceover coach and, you know, the new Hardy's thick burger, you know, so freaking (laughs) thick. So, you know, it's fun, you know, that's awesome. I do know what you mean though, because I went to uh, the Hozier concert uh, a couple days ago. Is that how you say it? Hozier? I think it's Hozier, right? Hozier? Hozier? I don't Hosier. know. Hosier. Man, now I don't even, now I look like a jackass. Whatever. But I uh, I went there and I'm just sitting there like, God, he is so cool. He is so cool. I wish I was Hosier. Uh, yeah, I just, especially he did a uh, riff on Warren G's Regulate and it was fantastic. One of the greatest songs of all time. Well, he's probably just thinking, my God, I wish I could be in the remake of Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you know? I'm pitching that around town. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is that one of the actors, one of the, the character actors that's been on the Larry David show, I forget his name, but you instantly see this guy and you're like, my God, your IMDb is like, you have 500 you know, appearances. And he was being frisked and like, by, you know, uh, TSA, and he was making it this whole comedic skit, like Second City. It was hilarious. And meanwhile, I walk up to him, whisper in his ear, I've seen every episode of Three's Company. He looks at me and winks at me and goes, thank you. Thank you so much. But it was a really crazy moment that, like, you know, even these, like, uber-working actors, celebrity types are, are overly frisked by TSA. So that's bizarre. Funny. That's so annoying. I don't even want to get started would, on TSA because they drive me insane. There is a little bit of a lack of, I think, outside of, we forget that outside of larger cities like Los Angeles, Nashville, New York, and things like that, people don't really know celebrities as much as we do. I was in the Cleveland airport because uh, I'm from Ohio, and I was flying back, and I heard over the loudspeaker, I heard, uh, is it Miss uh, Scarlett jo- Johan- Johan- Johansson in the airport? And oh I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> She's like one of the biggest. Where is she? And it was just oh like, you could just see every, like half the people perked up and the other half didn't know who she was. But whoever was announcing it had no clue they were announcing an A-list celebrity over the loudspeaker at Cleveland Airport. Oh my God. That's where they Ouch. shot the Avengers. That's hysterical. You're an Avengers fan, aren't you? Oh, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah, oh, my God. You're yeah, I'm Marvel, yeah, DC, so all of it. I love all the comic book stuff. I'm yeah, a big but if you had to pick Mar- like Marvel or DC, let's face it, Spider-Man shooting webs out of your freaking wrist. My favorite is X-Men. I've loved X-Men ever since I was a, a kid. I, I thought, I actually, when I was younger, thought I was going to get a mutant power when I hit puberty, and I was just sorely... Sorely disappointed when I just got awkward wet dreams instead. Uh, <laughs> hey, you said no filter, right? Acting. <laughs> well, acting. La- last time you were on, we had Wendy, and yeah. she was. Oh my goodness! She was just laying into it. She was. Last time I blushed the entire episode. I know she was a sexologist, and she was supposed to come on to talk about love and relationships, and, and she just, just talking about straight sex. Just, yeah, just whole lot of sexing. <laughs> So, Rich, wow. Rich, you've worked for a lot of you've worked with a lot of different um, huge mu- musicians. Um, who I want to know who is your favorite to work with and who is your least favorite. Oh, that's I want load, you to put it on blast. Question. Yeah, I you know, know it's a no filter thing, but you know it's so funny. Like, I need to hug political correctness. I think the main idea behind all this is that, like, 
it's like, you know, I'm not curing cancer. It's like, you know, I hear I am playing music for a living. Of course, it, you know, we all know it's massively competitive and you have to put the work in. Um, but, you know, you know, as my result of my relationship with Jason Aldean, who is amazing, I go back almost 20 years with him and we've wow. been able to like, you know, travel together and see this whole thing go from playing for five drunks at the corner bar to, you know, 50,000 people in a stadium. That's incredible. And, you know, pyro and lasers and bras and the you know it's amazing um and as a result of that relationship i've been able to work with crazy people like you know Ludacris and brian adams and bob seeger and these are all people that you know you grew up listening to on classic rock radio right. i'm probably older than you guys you know but it's like you just realize oh my god this is like you have to have those pinch me moments on stage you're like wow I did this and mom and dad must be so proud. I'm proud. Oh my God. And it's just a great, you know, it's just a great thing, you know, for any listener out there, like anything you want to do, especially, you know, if you're in the New York and Los Angeles and you want to be a dancer or a screenwriter or an actor, it's so competitive and it's so easy to get down and in the dumps. But if you just stay on track and you're oh, yeah. constantly improving every day and you're networking and creating real sincere human relationships, you're going to be successful. You just have to believe in yourself. You I'm know? so glad you said that because that's something I always, I always, always tell people is that the, the, it's not about networking so much as sincere relationships and, and, and actual human connection with people. So yeah. networking is great, but if you network on like a, everybody that I have worked with consistently out here, I've met in a human capacity first and we become friends first or right. we have mutual yeah. interests. It's not like I was at a mixer and right. we were like, Oh, you're an agent. I'm a, I'm an actor. Let's rep well, each You know, I think yeah. that that's how you network effectively. Yes. Yes. You yes. know, networking. networking yeah. yeah, exactly. Networking isn't going in and handing out your business card. And networking is building re these relationships yeah. with people. Cause somewhere down the line you might reconnect and you know, yeah. look at us, Zach. I mean, we, I we met, how many I years mean, ago was that? Two, two, three years ago? You were uh, 19. Two, no, I think I was younger than that. I was... Yeah, because I made the joke that it was almost past your bedtime. I was what? like... <laughs> yeah, I think I was like 18 at the time. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. It was I such know. a crazy experience. I remember hosting that with all these... Chelsea lately celebrities I know, and stuff, we had and then Sarah Colonna, Heather McDonald, Fortune Fiends. Fortune was my favorite. Fortune's so funny. I loved She's Fortune. So, she has a she had a pilot. I don't know if it got picked up. Or I not. didn't. Oh, it, didn't. it was so funny. I forgot who I was talking to. Oh, Roy Handler was on the show, and he told me. I don't know if he told oh, me that's that. That's a bummer. She's such a nice person. She, dude. I She's love so cool. Fortune. She's hysterical, and I love Sarah. Yeah. Pilot season. <laughs> pilot season. Just, yeah, I, don't, I don't even. That's why I just write. No. I just write genre films instead. It's it's a little easier yeah, than not not oh my God. not easy, but it's easier than pilots. I love that you you're doing the slasher thing. You know, I've seen like every slasher horror oh, gory yeah. movie ever made. It's kind of like a like guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, and, oh. and you know what? I will be so excited if mine ever makes it out. But I was I played Lieutenant Paxton. And was had my throat cut and got to fire a gun and was covered in blood in this new movie. It's called Reawakened. It's an independent film. That's if awesome. If it makes it to Redbox, I will be incredibly happy. You gotta let us know. <laughs> I want to watch but it. I was, watch yes. all that stuff. It was the bug, dude. Man, like I've got like the acting bug now. It's so like so hilarious. It's like um, it, I, it, you know, I shot my my scenes in like two days, and it was so funny because all the actors except for me were like sag actors, and they're like, "Yo, what's going on? Like, what's your next? What's your next role? What's your next project?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm a drummer. This is my first part." <laughs> they're like, "What?" So it, you know, hit your marks. 
Yeah. Stay covered in blood. Don't complain and know your lines. It's so much fun. <laughs> I like that it's as so a new motto fun. for acting. Hit your marks. Stay covered in blood and know your lines. There you go. It's fantastic. No, yeah, the horror like genre world is. I I really um I, I gravitate towards more uh, genre type movies like sci-fi horror, even action things like that. I I just love that stuff. I love just. Well, you know, there's a there's a built-in fun. audience, man, and, and horror fans are are ferocious. Yeah. If they love you, they love you. If they hate yeah. you, they are very vocal about it. But so far, all the audiences that have seen it have really loved it, so we're excited. I yeah. can't wait to see we it. We got Robert England in it, and that's pretty cool. Freddy Krueger himself. Well, dude, you can't get cooler than that. No. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Let me know if I'm if we're getting off track, Zach. I don't know. I don't know no. what the oh, track what? is. No, I love talking about <laughs> horror films. Do you like horror films, Zach? I... It's okay if you don't. No filter. Hashtag no filter. I don't know. You don't know? Did you watch I them? I haven't... No. I haven't given it that much thought, though. You should try, because I was scared of horror films, like, deathly afraid of them, until I saw Scream when I was 13. I watched Scream in the daylight with all the lights on with a group of friends, and then I realized, oh, I can laugh and be scared at the same time. And so Wes Craven was super yeah. influential for me. I like those. Like, the Scream yeah. ones, like, the, the ones that are funny and ridiculous, yeah. I like, I enjoy those. I appreciate those. Like, the those. slasher stuff, I love. The de- the demonic possession is getting a little old for me, and the paranormal activity stuff, there's only so many times I can see shitty, that's just shitty annoying video camera stuff. I don't have an appreciation for those no. types of films. I mean, you could shoot those for 80 grand, and then you make 80 million. I mean, you can't knock it. No, I, I respect, and don't get me wrong, yeah. I respect... I respect the marketing um, behind it, and I respect it, even the first few. But now that we're on like seven, I'm like, oh my god! But I get it, yeah. and I'm hoping we're on Funhouse Seven in ten years. You know, I'm hoping <laughs> we're on Funhouse Massacre Seven, and I'm going whatever. It'd be amazing. <laughs> but Zach, you know, if you mix, you know, the the best to me, the one of the best time films of all time, if you mix genres, is 1978 um, Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Oh, Alien's one of the best. You Alien. can just watch it so over good. and over as a as a work of art. You oh, know, the so good! The movie, the the just pretty incredible. Because it's a monster movie mixed in with sci-fi, mixed in with like female empowerment. It's just such a great, great flick. It's it's really and no really CGI. Good. Yeah, no CGI, all practical. Man, it's like it's all practical. So like when they were dissecting the little face hugger, it was like they had like oysters. It's awesome. Shit, you know, it was like <laughs> we can say shit, right? You can say whatever. I mean, it would, last time Ben was on, we were talking about like orgasms oh, and crazy. It, yeah. It I'm was, still. I'm you still. Can say so whatever. Shit. Yes. <laughs> so, what do you guys do? You guys have any plans for Halloween? Uh, I I, I do. Uh, we're actually screening. Are her, you uh, Are you dressing up? I got to figure that out because uh, my parents are coming into town and they want to go to the block party because my mom loves Halloween. What and is I think, the block party? Somebody what? was telling me, what? I think my Uber driver this morning was telling me about this block Wait, party. How long have you lived here and not know? It's the West Hollywood block I know party. of the block party. I just don't know what it... It's basically they block off from, I think it's uh, f- somewhere around Fairfax to La Cienega or further on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's a giant party where like... It's thousands and thousands and thousands of people show up in costume and just are drunk and walking around and, oh and it's God. everybody's in good spirits. It's a lot of fun. That's, that's have you been? Have you been rich? I have not been yet, but I would. Lo- I would oh, love it's to awesome! My, my I go every my year. Halloween is is always blocked in for the last. This will be my third year, but I do like an educational event. I call it my drummers' weekend, and it's like I get you know these world class drummers from around the world. Like this year, I've got like Pink's drummer and um, the number one you know. 
studio drummer in Nashville that plays on every country song you hear on the radio. Um, and then I, the kids come in and we do a camp and I, they stay at a hotel and we spoil them rotten with like catered food and limousines and door prizes. And we just hunker down and educate the kids for like 72 hours. And, uh, wow. and we, and you know, the Saturday night is of course is Halloween. So like yeah. I encourage everybody to dress up and we'll be having candy and it's, it's fun. That's awesome. I like, is that the, the fundamentals Oh, fundamentals! Uh, capital F U N. Fundamentals. Fun. Yeah, um, if, you know, if we're gonna live life, we might as well have fun. We're only here for a short period of time. Um, that's an Amazon best-selling book DVD package that I wrote. It's basically an educational package to teach um, young children how to play the drums. Is that there's not a lot, of, a lot of material out there to teach young kids like how to get excited about rhythm and how to play beats that they hear on the radio and so like i created this product with a friend of mine um about how to get kids introduced to rhythm and the history of rhythm and drummers and and playing for fun it's such a crazy skill because i i did i'm terrible at rock band for the ps3 where like i am too i can do like medium and then as (laughs) soon as i have to start like my foot does not my arms are okay but it's the kick pedal that my my foot and my arms and my brain do not connect <laughs> and so i have so much respect for drummers because i know it is infinitely more difficult than rock band and i'm well, terrible doing, at that yeah i mean we're doing like four things at the same time so like like there's actually a bunch of like 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 things floating around the socials right now about how a drummer's mind is different from others because we are able to multitask on an extreme level because we basically are playing we're doing four different rhythms with four different parts of our body at the same time that's so crazy yeah it's that's cool. wild what yeah. about what about you is that okay so that's the book the fundamentals of drumming for kids is that what you yeah. use for the the workshops that you do with the kids well, you know, the Drummer's Weekend is more of like I'm really – all ages are, are welcome. Like I have 15-year-olds to 50-year-olds, um, all expiration, you know, all sorts of experience levels. Um, but I definitely encourage like intermediate to advanced players because a common theme is just really like how to take your drumming from, you know, a weekend warrior to like the big stage. So it's like somebody wants oh. to do what I'm doing. Um, we talk about the mental, musical, and business skills you need to kind of like go from point A to point B. So I surround the kids with people that are, you know, world-class players and educators. And so they're exposed to all these people. Like last year I had Lib, I had a Tesla's drummer. I had Billy Joel's drummer of 30 years, Liberty Devito. So they're in the same room with these kids. You know, like if I had this opportunity when I was a young man growing up, it was like, so this was just something that I, it was like a passion of mine I created. And now it's like a really successful model and so next year we're going to expand i'm going to do you know rich redmond's drummers week in los angeles rich redmond's drummers week in chicago and oh wow so, you know yeah the main thing is is i'll be able to pull in drummers from each of those markets yeah. that kind of define That's the cool. cultural experience from that city i That's like awesome. that so are these anyway like your are these like your crash courses that you do the cra cap all caps you love the caps and all your stuff it's you have lots of caps. everything is i love you know what's so funny is like i've never gotten an email from rich that didn't have at least three exclamation points and it doesn't mean that i'm shouting at you it just means that i'm very very excited and enthusiastic because we all know that in, you know enthusiasm is contagious and it's an attitude is everything in life so it's like i'm a natural teacher you know i i have my master's degree in music education so like i'm a nat- I, i'm a natural teacher i like to teach people so Mm-hmm. I came up with a an acronym for successful living called CRASH, and it stands for Commitment, Relationships, Attitude, Skill, and Hunger. 
And so when I teach at drum shops or music stores or colleges or high schools, even corporate events like, you know, Cisco and Johnson and Johnson, like fortune 500 companies, I talk about this concept and how you can, you can attract more success to your life, whether you want to be the most successful Susie homemaker, or you want to be an astronaut, or you want to be a bass player or an actor, you can use these concepts to be more successful. Can I use them if I just want to date? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because if you want, you have to have a commitment to find the right mate. You have to honor the relationship. You have to have a great attitude. You have certain skills that you bring to the table, and you have to be hungry for the relationship. Look at that. I don't know if I'm hungry for the relationship. Sometimes I'm just... Hashtag no filter, man. Hashtag no filter. Sometimes I'm not hungry for a relationship. I'm just hungry for isn't that, little... what, isn't that what all those apps are for? Like Tinder? Or oh my god! Tinder, so I... Tinder, Tinder. Have you have you been on Tinder? I've been in. I've been. I I'm married. I've been, I've been in a relationship for eight on years. T- oh, so you weren't even around when no. apps came around. Rich, would you ever? What do you think of all those? What do you think of the the access that young people have through new media? So not just dating, I... but just the access that they have through online and apps. Just like it's so insane. Like, and back in the day, do you like, like it the, or do you not the, like it? The homecoming prom. I had to work up my 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 guts to go up and ask the girl <laughs> if she wanted yep. some red punch and go dance like four feet from each other. Um, yeah. You know what? You just have to embrace this technology, or you, you're the old man that gets left behind in the room. You smell like dust. You know. I mean, I'm I'm personally I'm, I'm going through a little bit of divorce right now, but who knows when whenever when the smoke clears. Who knows? I mean, that the stuff is out there. You know, we it's might like, find you on Tinder soon. Is that what you're trying to say? Swipe left, swipe right. I don't even know which one's the good one. <laughs> you know, the only the only thing bad about it is the way we treat each other like meat. It's like yeah. that's yeah. her best picture. Oh my god, that's the yeah. best. Everybody puts their best picture, and they're like, oh my god. And you just realize, like, well, maybe she's not. Ooh, she's not very photogenic. That was just a really great angle, you know. And it's just you know, kind of like I don't sucks, like that. But, I don't. I went yeah. on a Tinder date recently because I've decided I'm going to throw myself out there, and then I have great stories for the show. Um, <laughs> but I went on a Tinder date recently, um, and let's just say I walked right past my date because the photos did not match Ooh. the face or yeah, anything. Hey, if you're going to be on Tinder, folks. Please be honest in your just photo be honest. It's like yeah. if you're going to go out for an audition, just have a headshot that looks like you. It doesn't. Yes. It shouldn't look like ten years younger you or ten years older you because you're trying to play that must sergeant. Be so annoying. It's crazy. That's just going to frustrate the casting director. Please, <laughs> oh, yeah. people. Oh yeah. Just, just let's just all be honest, and then we'll find the people that are right for us instead of the person <laughs> that thinks you're somebody else and would love you for the wrong reasons, anyways. Boom. Boom. That's what's Dude, up. Dude, bam. Drop <laughs> so, the mic. I'm out of here. You guys can finish the show. <laughs> so, Rich, do you tour a lot? Are you? I, I mean, I, I imagine. I mean, do you travel a lot on tour? I so do. I'm, I'm actually in Nashville right now for like less than 12 hours, and I'm at a friend's house Yikes. drinking red wine, and then I have to be back at the airport for 530 in the morning. Yikes. Um, but, Ugh, you know, those when, are the worst flights. Uh, you know what I mean? In, in like the early days... Um, you know, when an artist is, is building their career, they'll do 225, 200 shows a year. So if you add up the travel days and stuff, like you're not seeing home. Yeah. And then as the act continues to grow and prosper and they build a fan base, you, you know, we went from 180 to 160 to 140 to 120. And the last six years, I, I, I do 80 shows a year um, with Jason Aldean. And we go out there and we play the big shows and we travel in style. And it's just I'm so hashtag grateful for the opportunity <laughs> to you know, be able to travel 
you know, with my best friends. And so it's real manageable and it, and it gets me back home to Nashville and gets me out to Los Angeles, you know, to pursue like Hollywood activities yeah. and soak up the sun, which is great, you know? So, um, but the road isn't for everybody. You really have to have a flexible personality and not mind living out of a suitcase and oh, yeah. being in close quarters and, you know, smelling farts. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. You know? <laughs> smelling farts. Um, but you, you, you travel the world on somebody else's dime usually. And you just have to, the greatest thing about it is to be able to make friends in every city in the world. And she's like, wow, I'm going back to Saskatoon, Canada. I have friends there. I'm going back to, Ed- I just got back from two and a half weeks in Canada. I have friends in every city and they're like, Tim Hortons, are we going to get coffee? I'm like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you just know that there's somebody that loves you in that city. Saskatoon. <laughs> that sounds like a made up place. That sounds fantastic. I'll bet <laughs> it's Saskatoon. Magic, it's it's I, a real place. I guarantee. I'm sure Saskatoon is amazing. It just sounds like a place that's out of like a, a, a like a Canadian fairy tale, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like I've the perfect Canada a city. Bad Canadian. They're, no, of course not. They're, they're the, the nicest people wonderful ever. Wonderful people. They really are. It's amazing. So, Rich, I mean, I I, I love that you also you're a motivational speaker and you you do these workshops you do these crash courses um what made you want to give back i mean you most musicians i mean in my head are you know they're going to go out they're going to travel they're going to party they're going to you know do their thing what made you want to on your free time you know pay it back well, I appreciate that. You know, you would be surprised a number of really successful musicians that break that mold of, you know, party all night, hookers and blow and wake up at noon every day and, you know, are pampered. I mean, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a freelance musician, so I'm my own, you know, I'm my own publicist and manager and social media person and personal trainer. And, and it's just, I run my life. And so like I run it as a business. And so I'm up early drinking coffee, getting that workout in, you know, I try to teach during the day before my sound check. Cause it can be a very long day on the road if you have nothing to do. And, you know, idle time. That's why a lot of musicians get into, um, you know, addictions is because there's just so yeah. much free time and it's yeah. the same thing. Groundhog day. So I just try to get out there and I, I try to, um, remember what it was like to be a young man that was just like in search of information. And I had that dream. And so to be someone who has achieved a certain level of success, to be able to share that story and say, you can do this exact same thing um, is very, very rewarding. And I, you know, I just let people know, like, look at, you can do anything you want to do. The fact that I'm a drummer that has been around the world that has paid his bills for 20 years playing the drums there's definitely easier ways to make a living but it's so fulfilling and i did it because i had a vision i had a laser focus i was determined i had a plan i followed through i i I saw it through i executed it i'm constantly educating myself and i treat it like a job and you can literally do anything you want to in life i love that i think and and i like that because i feel like people especially in my generation are just so they want the easy way out they mm-hmm. want to you know they don't want to work for it they don't want to have to get a lot their of hands dirty so much entitlement and it drives me crazy you know why though it's because i i don't know if you guys feel this way but i feel like it's because 
everything with technology is so instant. Your yeah, your friendships yeah, are so you instant, want, yeah. and you just expect everything you have at your fingertips, exactly. Except your goals, you know, or the things yeah. you need to accomplish. You have to work for it, and so and then when you see little these things like people who become Vine successes or viral videos for shit that's just completely ridiculous, it's so stupid. You yeah. don't need. I mean, you're or a reality, Vine star for reality doing TV what? has done it too, where yeah. people are like. You know, that's why I tell people if if I, I mentor actors that come out here and things like that from my college and, and different friends of friends. And if anybody, a red flag for me is if anybody ever says, oh, I came out here to be famous. I'm like, OK, well, then don't act. Be a reality Ooh, TV star. Yeah. And let's not meet anymore <laughs> until you delete that. I word. came out here to be famous. And, and to, oh no, that rarely, that rarely happens. It's only happened once out of like dozen people that I've mentored. But. But that person, I, I looked him right in the face and I said, be a reality TV star then. I think yeah. that's, it's this entitlement and it's this whole thing of like, not to slam on people like the Kardashians, but it's like people that are famous for just being famous, famous for just being rich. And so there's this generation now growing up that they're glued to their, you know, six inch screen or whatever. Yep. And they expect yeah. everything in their life to come as instantly as it comes to that screen. And I sound like, you know, the curmudgeon here, but <laughs> Yeah, we don't wanna we don't wanna be curmudgeons and I love that you use that word because it's my like favorite <laughs> SAT word ever. I mean you and I would get along fabulously. But um I, you know, it's the whole idea is like there's all this information at your fingertips on YouTube and I tell all my students and all the people that I mentor, I say, Look at it. it's incredible. Yeah, you can get an answer to a question very quickly, but there's nothing like being in a room with a living, breathing person that has experienced life, that is a master of their craft, yeah. that is going to take the time to teach you, and they're going to hold you accountable to lesson material, and you have to go home and you work on it, and if you come back and you fold and you're not prepared, it's a really bad day. It's like uh, um, Kill Bill, you know, where yeah. it's like he makes her eat like a dog. You know, it's yeah. like... I, I mean, had those two. or whiplash. Yeah, and that, that's how you do whiplash. it. You have, it's hard work. So as, as we close out the show, I'd love to ask this of all of my guests or everybody that comes on the show, um, and that's to give me your advice or give since the the main demographic here on the show is the millennials. What so, Rich? I wanted to ask you first. What piece of advice do you wish somebody gave you in your think back to twenty year old Rich, right when you're you know you're just becoming an adult, just getting out into the world, just about to your career is just about to get started what advice would you give to yourself at 20 or do you wish wow, somebody wow. gave you at 20 that's amazing i love this model that you have um i would say that everything in life is about people and helping other people so if you what you want in life you can achieve that from helping other people so respect yourself respect other people love people work really hard and if you want to work if you want to work hard, it's really easy to do if you're doing something you love and you're passionate about. And never give up. I like that. Ben? Oh, I got to follow that. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that uh, accountability is a big thing. And I, and I feel like, um, uh, like Rich was saying, if you, if you really keep honing your craft, whatever that is, if you keep working at it, and if you keep taking uh, yourself seriously in that and... and um, like for me, I, I for the longest time I didn't take myself seriously as a writer, and then I, when I finally did, we ended up selling a script. And it's like it's one of those things where it's like you just have to keep at it and not have a five. My thing, if I would have told anybody that comes out here, I say don't have a five year plan, have a life plan. It's like if you're going to be creative, it's not going to happen in five years. It's right. never going to happen on the timetable you want. So have a life plan and go with that. That's what I would say. Yeah, Rich's response, <laughs> yours is way better, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I love the five year thing because I always tell people, hey, yeah. if you're moving to Nashville. And it's the the competition is so fierce. Yeah. So 
it's a five-year town, so be patient yep. and learn how to be a barista. Because, I mean, I parked cars. Yeah. I did construction. I was a kindergarten oh, teacher. Yeah. You do all these things that you do to get from point A to point B. But uh, exactly. that is amazing. Can I can I study acting with you, man? I'm going sure. December, <laughs> December. I want to, let's go to a can, class. Let's man. do it. Yeah. Let's see. We'll trade contact info off off uh, off the air. But uh, this yeah. is what happens, Zach. On see, your look at this. <laughs> Connections. Connections. I'm a connector. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for for being here today, Rich. Where can people find you on social media, and what's your website? I love it, Rich Redmond, R E D M O N D dot com, or CrashCourseForSuccess dot com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I'm just Rich Redmond. I love it, Ben. At the Ben Begley on Twitter or benbegley.com. Also, if you look up uh, hashtag Funhouse Massacre on Twitter, a bunch of stuff will come up. And also the Funhouse Massacre on Facebook. November 13th, Friday the 13th. Get your tickets. Let's sell this out and uh, make <laughs> make a franchise. Are you having a premiere here in LA? Yeah, it's going to be at the AMC Burbank 16, Friday the 13th. Ooh, We're going to have a big, big blowout there. Thank you guys. That's for amazing. Listening. Thank you. Thank you guys for li- thank you guys for being here. Of course, and thank you guys for, for listening us. to hashtag No Filter. Uh, big thank you to Califia Farms for hooking up today's drink of the week, which is a spiked pumpkin spice latte with their um, their pre made pumpkin spice. You just throw in a little vodka, a little cinnamon, or you can throw in some some cinnamon whiskey. The and perfect Halloween even treat. Better. Exactly. Anything thank- pumpkin spice, I'm in. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. We'll be back next week and every week after that. Don't forget to follow me on social media. At just playing Zach across all social media platforms. Um, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you.